Hey, I'm Ella Gray, and welcome back to the Key of E podcast. Um, today is a special episode because I'm sick, and for no other reason. There's n- n- nobody else here. I'm sick, and I brought David to spread my illness. Hi, David. Hello. I just have a stuffy nose. David is very smart, and I'm very unsmart, and so I'm expecting David to talk a lot about smart people things. David, what do you what do you do in school? Um, so I go to Brigham Young University in Provo, Utah. Uh, go Cougs. Um, oh, is that what they are? Mm-hmm, the Cougars. That's like every. It's like every school. Yeah, it's pretty generic. But it's pretty generic. It's like Wildcats. We're the Eagles. Like they were really great. Caw. 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 I am an English education major, and I study literary theory, and I also place an emphasis on creative writing and poetic creation. Let's go. Okay, so what made you want to do writing? Like, is that something that you liked? Like, because okay, well, first of all, we should say that we met in second grade. Yeah, it's been a minute. It's been a while. It's been over a decade. Did second grade David enjoy writing? Um, second grade David was more concerned with like Legos mm-hmm. and I wanted to be like a math person, like a okay. scientist engineer. Okay. And then I realized I'm terrible at math. Like okay. it was fine until they like added like numbers. Yeah. What the heck is up with that? I don't understand it. I gave up after a while. But yeah. Yep. I like writing cause I realized we're able to capture these grand human experiences in words which is a crazy experience because we as people deal with these such long way long ranged and difficult emotions Mm -hmm. but we can capture it in ideas and words and there's something beautiful about that i agree and i also like i always liked like books and writing for that reason because it's like it is an art form and so like with math like there's a there is an answer which i do like when there's like um like a black and white answer like a, a right and a wrong answer because i like when that happens in life when it's there isn't any gray area but with english like there isn't a right answer like you can write anything and it'd be cool does that make sense yeah, i don't no, even really know sense. how to explain it correctly but there's no like you're not stuck in a box like you are with like chemistry where there's like correct formulas or else you're gonna like blow up the moon you know i don't should we talk about anything from elementary school I don't really remember much. We just kind of vibed, to be honest. We like, did just kind of vibe. Do you remember? Did you have Miss Lawrence? No, nah, yeah. In third grade? Yeah, no, I had her. Okay. Did you? Yes. Think- Do you remember when there was a tornado and we she stuck us all in the closet and she like went outside to like look at it because she used to be a storm chaser? Bro, that's a power move. It was a power move. And we were like, our teacher's going to die. Like, she's going to die. You and know like, what? If you end up in elementary education, just something has gone wrong. And yeah. Coming from an ed major, it gets weird. Bro. Yeah. Because you did, your school had a pathway. Like, we, we had pathways at my school. We, we, we went to different high schools and different middle schools. I moved away and, and abandoned. Yes. So your school had, like, like, education pathways. Like, my school had, like, an education pathway, a business pathway, and, like, a freaking agriculture like y'all did that too at your yeah, high school we didn't have agriculture okay we have the other one isn't that so texas yeah that's on brand um, it's I'm, so annoying I'm we had a greenhouse a girl from idaho right now and <laughs> she's uh got really into sheep raising in <laughs> high school so there's this 
weird Wait. other agricultural life I'm learning about. Oh, that's so funny. That's so funny. My cousins have sheep, and they're like, they are so stupid. Like, that's oh, why we're sheep. always, like, biblically compared to them, because we're idiots. Better than a chicken. I don't like how that thing looks Chickens are so... They are an accident. I swear there is no right answer. I don't know how we went from, like, the T-Rex to... Yeah. That. Oh, my God. Should we actually talk about music on this music Yo, podcast? let's do it. Wow. Okay, what genre of music do you think that you listen to the most that's a hard question or maybe a top three because that is a really hard question the only thing i'm like repulsed by (laughs) is like modern country music okay me too pretty much anything else i vibe with yeah uh recently it's been a lot of the beatles which is just a consistent thing for me i was about to say i feel like that's always that's always been you love the beatles a lot of Eminem recently, weirdly. I kind of go hard with Eminem. It's very white of you. It is very white of me. Yeah, but I am, I'm down. I'm, I agree. And I've been into a lot of indie stuff recently. Like, yes. I can't really tell you any artist names, which is like the vibes that the songs mm-hmm. put off are just like immaculate vibes. Yeah. And to me, that's, it's more about the poetic experience over the musical experience for me. When you listen to a song for the first time, are you listening for the words originally and then like you'll have to like listen to it again to like remember like the melodies and like how it sounded usually okay so with the i did theater all through high school which is god we could do a whole episode about we could do a theater about me unpacking my theater trauma what a crazy environment oh my gosh it's like narcissism it's it's narcissism in a club is the disorder is Mm -hmm. like manifest as an organization it is really crazy actually when I did musical theater, it was about the story beats that were portrayed mm-hmm. by the songs and less about the songs. Because yeah. a lot of times in musical theater, it feigns complexity, but it's really yeah. not. Yeah. It's just a way to move the plot The forward. story along. You've never been to a concert. I haven't. We're going to go to one before, before we're dead. I'm down. I'm down. So that gives us hopefully a lot of time. Hopefully, unless something terrible happens. You never that. know. That's very positive of you. I was, I was very uh, on brand with the album we're about to talk. Yes, about. Yes, we were eating. I was eating dinner with some friends, and I was like, we were eating pasta, and I was like, I would be happy if this was my last meal. And this kid was like, it could be. I was like, oh. You're not wrong though. It could. You don't know, but I was like, geez, that's really dark. A cute little segue. Do you have a favorite album? And is it this one that we're going to talk about? I like Quadrophenia, which is a Who album and also another concept album. You love a concept album. I wonder if we could mention concept albums. I wonder if we could talk about concept albums today. (laughs) Same idea with Tommy, also by The Who. American Idiot is always good. Just a lot of concept albums. Just a lot of concept albums, which really just nails it in that you like a story i do like a story i'm also pulling up my spotify real quick to see oh if that's I can... a great i want to know your spotify wrapped of the previous year uh we got cat stevens okay solid ghost okay <laughs> the okay. pixies disturbed okay. ajr let's go lana del rey oh, i love lana queen you are so lana coded i love lana it dude. is so weird to me that like you are kind of like the male equivalent of Lana. The vibes are good. The vibes are good. Ride is one of my favorite songs. <sighs> Period. Okay. Theory of a Dead Man, Green Day, Kinks. 
I'm so proud of you. Pretty I'm much so happy. every genre of music. I There is a lot of diversity there. Back to the album conversation. I'm looking at your wall right now trying to get oh, inspired. There's, there's a lot of a lot of Taylor on the wall behind you. Taylor, Taylor and the Killers are next to each other. Tillers. The, the Tillers. tillers. <laughs> but my favorite album is My Chemical Romance. Is it really your favorite? The Black Parade. Yes. Let's go. This is perfect. Oh my god, my dog won't stop digging. Okay, well, then it's perfect. I'm so glad that you are here to talk about your favorite album. That makes me really happy. We're going to talk about The Black Parade. Um, a quick little fun little story when i was in sixth grade um we were leaving the locker room to go to pe and there were these three girls like sobbing like crying really hard and i went over to them because i thought like i don't even know i thought somebody died and i was like are you guys okay and i had no idea who they were and they were like yeah it's just a really tough day for us and i was like oh my god i'm i'm sorry i was like did something happen and they were like yeah it's the anniversary of when MCR broke up. And I was like, oh. And then I was like, MCR. And I was like, you mean My Chemical Romance? And they're like, yeah, MCR. And I was like, oh my god, okay. I'm sorry. And then I left, and I was like, I I never got the hype. This was 2016, so it would have been, what, three years since they, since they dissolved the band? Yeah, give or take. And I listened to this album, and I was like, oh, I feel so angsty. Like, I suddenly, like, hate my parents and, like, want to, like, run away, you know? And so that's the story of when I listened to this album the first time. So those, that girl, those girls being in despair opened a door. So for me, this album is the last album you would expect me to like. Yep. If I looked at you, I wouldn't think that you are angry or mad or dark i wear a lot of cardigans he does wear a lot of cardigans and graphic tees it's the vibes bro. it's the vibe and you have action figures i do and they're fantastic i'm so happy for you i'm so happy for your action figures but as i was talking about earlier with writing and with stories this is the album i believe that does the best to capture a story that we all understand so well as people and death that, yes <laughs> Dying. Dying. Continue. And that is the cyclical and everlasting experience that is beginnings and ends of life. Always a metaphor. It's always a metaphor. It's my Instagram bio. Is it actually your Instagram bio? Oh boy. It used to be, things are really heating up in here, Dante. It's my old one. (laughs) Oh my god. Okay, where should we start? Um, let's start with thematic background, shall we? I'm stoked. So, in the Black Parade, I believe there are two central characters. We have the patient, who is our, I would say, our duologist, but also more our protagonist. Yeah. Who is dying of cancer. He does have a problem, yes. That is very protagonist of him. He does. That is literally the definition of a protagonist. He is dying. Yeah, he's a young man dying of cancer. We know that a song is his because the song will start in more of a gentle way. Now come on, come all to this tragic affair 
Wipe off that makeup, what's in is despair So throw on the black dress, mix in with the lot You might wake up and notice you're someone you're not If you look in the mirror and don't like what you see You can find out firsthand what it's like to be me With a couple exceptions, all of the songs in the album that are sung from the patient's perspective will start with that, with acoustic chords Oh, now, yes, yes, yes. Now, our other character, I don't really know 100% how to describe. There is some kind of... He's dead. Yes, which will make sense with the title of the next song. Dead. Dead. Dead is what it is called. We could call him the soldier. Yeah. So that's cool. it's some kind of lost soul, some kind of wayward soul. <clears throat> but to me, it's not like the Grim Reaper. This isn't the end all be all for right. death. Like this is a person who was alive and that, at some point. And that will make sense with a song we get into later. Would you recommend the listener, if they haven't listened to this album, would you recommend them listening to it first? Yes, I would. Okay. If you haven't listened to it, listen to it in order. Well, that's from depends. start to finish. I'm going to give y'all an order in a little bit that oh, I think makes great. sense thematically. Great. But there's also the original track order that. Do you think that that is important? Do you think that they ordered the tracks, in your opinion, in that way on purpose? So here's my theory with that. We understand this album is a metaphor for death. I would yes. call it not even a metaphor. I would call it an analogy. Yeah. But to me, death is something that is cyclical and something mm-hmm. that continues in a cycle and doesn't end and it's different yeah. stages for different people in different times. Mm-hmm. So perhaps MCR put the tracks in this order because that's maybe their experience for them personally as yeah. an artist. But if we're going to look in the context of the patient or the person dying of cancer, mm-hmm. this is their order or their story. Mm-hmm. So perhaps it's different for everyone, the order you should listen to. The order I've picked out is just the one I think captures our protagonist's story. How much of the patient character is Gerard? Like, How much do you think he's writing from his own experience? So for me, I think we all have a little bit of fantasy of death. Yep. We all imagine what the end will be like. Yeah. Talk for the first track of the album. Yeah. And I think this is a lot of Gerard doing this almost romanticized theatrical yeah. way of how he will die. Yeah. And then to me, the patient is also Gerard. Yeah. Yes. Not the patient, sorry. The the, the soldier. So the soldier is also Gerard because yeah. that's his bombastic stage persona side right. of his own death. Yeah. And the patient is more the subdued side. And I would argue we have that as people too. As yeah. We have I agree. a quiet internal struggle. And then we also have a loud, bombastic thing of legacy and wanting to write something beautiful yeah. or terrifying when we're gone. Yeah. I I was talking about this with my mom. I was like, no matter how like religious you are or spiritual you are, if you think that you know what happens like after you die, like if you believe in a heaven and a hell or just a, a nothingness, like you're still we're we're all still scared to die. Like I don't really know that you ever come to a 100% acceptance 
And I think especially in the context of the album, an important distinction is this death is senseless. Right. For the patient. Like, yeah. It's not this noble, life-ending, yeah. glorious death. Yeah. It's... We're in a hospital setting. So, real quick, I'm probably yes. going to say my order that I prescribe yes, for this do song. do it. And then I'm going to go through a little later and go through all these sections because I believe every song in this album has a pair. Yes. So we have the patient's lamentation, to yes. use a theatrical word, and that is met with the soldier's response, be it positive or negative to it. It's commentary. So does every pairing have one song that's from the soldier and one song that's from the patient? Yes, until okay. we get to the end where they okay. start sharing. Yes, 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 yes. So my prescription is going to be the end as the first track, mm-hmm. dead, teenagers, the sharpest lives, I don't love you, House of Wolves, Disenchanted, This Is How I Disappear, Cancer, Mama, Sleep, Famous Last Words, and Welcome to the Black Parade. Yes. Woohoo. Woohoo. Sometimes I think that the title of the album should be Welcome to the Black Parade, and the song should be called The Black Parade, rather than Switched. Something I'll get into much, much later, but... yes. It really is a welcome to the back parade in the last song. Okay. Because it is a welcome to a life hereafter. I got you. Okay, we're going to compare our top five of the album. Do you want to start with your fifth? My fifth is um, Welcome to the Black Parade. Okay, my fifth is The End. My four is Cancer. My four is Teenagers. It's a good one. I know. My three is The End and Dead, because to me those songs are They're inherently connected. Yeah. Three is Cancer. Awesome. My two is Famous Last Words. Really? Mm-hmm. My two is I Don't Love You. Ah, uh, that's a good one. <laughs> my one is Mama. Really? <laughs> really? My one is Disenchanted. I knew it was. I amazing. can't wait to talk about that song. Oh my God. Okay. Yes. We're, we're very different. We are very different. The only one we had in common was what cancer was cancer on your list yeah cancer cancer and the end were in common for us okay period i mean to be fair there is really no song in this album that's bad do you skip any of them depends on if i'm listening to an order okay i I used to skip sleep but after (gasps) researching this for this podcast i kind of fell in love with sleep i love sleep i tend to skip house of wolves i skip house of wolves as well i'm so sorry but it's still a good song, you know? It Yeah, it's appreci- you can appreciate it, but it sometimes it blends in with the other ones. Yeah, it, it doesn't have the same distinction that a lot of other I agree. songs on this album I agree. do. Okay, so we're going to start with the end and dead, yep. the pairing. Sweet. My idea is that in this, so- in this album, there are two ideas that are presented. Okay. Which is the idea of longing and the idea of apathy. Sweet. To quote from my notes, we have a longing for life and an apathetic death. A lot of people make the argument that this album follows an explicit narrative, which I believe it does, but not how you're thinking. Okay. I think there's only a couple of songs that are explicitly involved in the story. Yeah. And the others are more of thought exercises between these two beings. Okay. I get I get what you're saying. But one of the songs that is inherently in the plot is The End. Okay. Our track one. Which has one of my favorite openings in any song and openings to an album in my order or in the MCR's order, which is come one, come all to this tragic affair. so tight. And with the beeping of the freaking, whatever that's called. The heart monitor. Heart monitor. (laughs) (laughs) 
the heart monitor. Yes, that is so sick. So I love, I love it. this. This calls to opera in a lot of ways. It does. Because it literally starts with a call to theater. It does. Come one, come all. That's kind of... And I guess I should applaud MCR as the only band I've ever heard to make a song that is literally informational so tight. That's true. That is very true. It is setting the, the exposition. The exposition. So to me, this album, or this song, gives us the idea that our patient has a longing to live. And that is going to be an idea that's carried through the entire album mm-hmm. is despite their circumstance and despite their tragedy, they want to live. Welcome to our second character, who I will be referring to as the soldier. The soldier. Through the course of this podcast. We also have gendered these two people. <laughs> we have gendered them. To me, there's a lot of masculinity to this album. Because it's... anger. Yes. It is in no way gentle. It, yes. Yep. Because if a woman, I think, was the soldier character, it would be a little bit kinder and be like, you're gonna die, but it's okay. You lived so happy. Like, it, it would be Quick plug mothering. for the, the Sandman. Neil Gaiman's the Sandman. Okay. <laughs> Death is a woman, and there's this gentleness uh, to it. It's really yes. quite nice. Yes, I, I agree. But the song you just heard the opening chords of is called Dead! Mm. Exclamation point. It is interesting that the end, period. There's a period after the end, but then dead, there's an exclamation, exclamation point. point. Which fits into the idea of how our two characters speak. Yes, so Dead is a song that represents the absolute apathy and nihilism that the soldier feels towards life and towards living. Yes. And he is critical of the patient for his hope and his longing. Because mm-hmm. what's the... Yeah, he's like, what's the point? If life is just a joke, why are we laughing? To me, which represents the absolute mantra yeah. of the soldier. So this, essentially, the purpose of these two songs is to establish who these two characters are, what they're going to be facing off with, and what this means. Yes, it introduces everything. My favorite line from the end. If you look in the mirror and don't like what you see, you can find out firsthand what it's like to be me. When I grow up, I want to be nothing at all. Which to me, that line, when I grow up, I want to be nothing at all gives us a lot of insight into the age of our character yes in my mind he's like the patient is like 24 25 me too he's not a teenager to joke about the next song but yes he's still a young man yes yes i agree are we going into teenagers let's go into teenagers and sharpest lives Go off. So for me, these two songs are incredibly similar because Teenagers is told from the perspective of our our patient. Yes. And about his rebellion, his anger he felt in his life. And The Sharpest Lives is told from the perspective of our soldier. Mm-hmm. And I would honestly describe it as his indulgence. Yeah. Because this song has a lot of very, very sexual undertones to it. Yeah. 
And for me, that is able to show that these people really didn't have a perspective or really didn't care about the bounds right. of their society that they're in. Yeah, because they were young, reckless. And a little later on, we're going to see that the soldier has been at this for a while. Mm-hmm. So we get a little more context of why this would be perhaps taboo. I was just about to ask, how how long do you think the soldier has been? Like, how long has it been since he died? So, based on the air raid sirens that are used later on yeah. in the album, yes. those are British World War One air raid sirens. Oh, my God. Okay. So Because is... we know it was a war. Died mm-hmm. in a war. So, likely World War One. So, it's been a while. Dang. Okay. He has been But dead. these are two songs that represent apathy, which is one of our core arguments of the story. Mm-hmm. Not and caring. It's wonderful. It is wonderful. This also fits into the whole punk rock emo thing we're going to yes, be dealing with, it too. it does. Fun fact, Teenagers has more streams on Spotify than Welcome to the Black Parade. Which is a crime, but it's okay. That's kind of crazy. I also have the idea, this is probably a quick note, I should probably say it earlier. Okay. But to me, it's important to make the distinction that the patient and the soldier cannot interact with each other at this point. Okay, they are separate entities. Yes. They have not visited one another. The patient is lamenting on his life and his death, and the soldier is waiting for him to die so he can do whatever he does. Yep. And is making fun of him on the way down. (laughs) Yeah, really making it a, a not a fun ride. Teenagers has one of my favorite instruments. Another cock in the murder machine, they say. That's a Viper Slap, baby. I have one. Should I go get it? You should get the Viper Slap. I should go get it. I'm gonna go get it. <laughs> Another cock in the murder machine. <laughs> <laughs> you wanna do it? How does it work? You just hit on your hit hand. Hit the ball. That's lit. Isn't that so fun? Fun fact. There you go. Okay. Next. All right, so the next song for me, the next pairing is I Don't Love You and House of Wolves. So for me, this set of songs fits into the thematic beat of longing. So I Don't Love You is a song that's plot-driven. And we have our patients, lover, girlfriend, wife, whatever, leaving him. Yes. And abandoning him while he's dying of cancer. Sickness and in health was a freaking lie. Again, it's a tragedy. Why would we not have every bit of suffering we Duh, can? yeah. Might as well have a, throw a little bit of abandonment in and there. We get to see this deep sadness and longing in our patient. But this is immediately cut through by House of Wolves. And which Crazy juxtaposition, crazy by the way. Crazy juxtaposition. <laughs> which essentially the soldier says... You feel bad now, but you're still a bad person as shown by teenagers. So, yeah. As he keeps talking about good boys and bad boys yeah. and spelling sin over and over again, telling him, do you really matter as yeah. much as you think you do? As much as you feign goodness and kindness? For real. You're not good now. Yeah. Just... Which is the definition of apathy. Yeah. Drilling it in. And to me, <clears throat> this realization is kind of what starts driving our patients toward a state of apathy. Yeah. And a loss of goodness and a loss of his hope for yep. 
a peaceful death, but it said it's going to be a, a death without love. This song to me, the song's in the key of C, and it's red to me, and it's interesting because red is like the color of love, but it's also like the color of like blood and death and anger. Hmm. All right, so the next two songs, I don't have a ton to say about plot-wise, but I okay. know you will have a lot to say about music-wise, <sighs> which is Disenchanted and This Hell Is yeah. How I Disappear, Yes, which are two songs that stand for our transformation of our patient from a state of his longing to live and longing for his love to apathy towards his own death, which we'll get into the next song. And the reaffirming and confirmation of this idea in How I Disappear by our soldier. Yes. To unexplain the unforgivable. I like That's that. That's a baller line. That's a baller line, dude. Uh, drain all the blood and give the kids a show. You know, it's crazy because I feel like that just explains like how the how the soldier talks. It's very theatrical. It is so theatrical and it's like just like so obnoxious and like like I don't even know gruesome, I guess is a good word. Disenchanted is my favorite song. It's second to last on the album. And I love this because in my opinion, I think at a, if you are going to see a concert, I think that the second song and the second to last song in the set list are more important than the opener and the closer. Let me explain why. If you go to see a band, usually like the first song, whatever they open with is kind of just like a throwaway song that just gets everybody hyped. But then the second song, that's when you like hit them with it and then it's like fire. I don't know. I, I That might only make sense to me. Whatever. So like... um. When I saw the Killers, they started with My Own Soul's Warning, which, okay, I love that song, it sets up the show, whatever. But then they immediately went into When You Were Young. Boom, slap in the face. Everybody knows that song, everybody's sobbing. I was sobbing. I don't know if anybody else was sobbing. And then we, everybody knows they're going to end with Mr. Brightside. Cool, whatever. I mean, fire song, I know. But, like, I think it's more, like, the second song before the like encore before like the show ends is like more important i don't know why i can't explain it but it's usually one of those songs where everybody has their lights in the air like it's just kind of one of those songs and if i was making an mcr set list i would put disenchanted second to last and i would have obviously welcome to the black parade be the 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 outro the closer It reminds me sonically of 
multiple songs. And I hate doing that, like comparing songs to each other, but I, I just think that they they have the same energy in a way. It reminds me of uh, uh, Staying Together for the Kids. Every day. And a Dustland fairy tale. I saw the devil wrapping up his hands. He's getting ready for the showdown. I saw the ending when they turn the page. I took my money and I ran away. Straight to the valley of a great divide. I wear the dreams all right. I wear the window. And no, I didn't. <laughs> I understand that all three of those songs are in the same key, but I didn't pick it for that reason. I just, I don't know. I just feel like it's like, what do you think is like the climax of the album? For me, Famous Last Words. I agree. I think, I, I think it's, if you're listening to the album in order, I think hearing Disenchanted go into Famous Last Words is like a, that's, it's like at its peak. And I know that you wouldn't listen to it like that. You know, yeah. but like, I don't know. I just feel like those two songs are like climax songs where you're like hitting the peak. Like this is an emotional peak, I think. But I also am biased because I love Disenchanted. <sighs> and it starts, it starts with uh, the acoustic little picking pattern, which is, again, the the patient is using acoustic chords to kind of be somber and sad and... love when people I wish we would do this more when people would go from like acoustic intros into like a really heavy like guitar like breakdown and lifted choruses and yep that's that's it speaking of sad let's talk about cancer let's talk about cancer which to me is paired with mama So these two songs represent the lows for both of our characters as cancer is our patient fully giving into the ideas of apathy and mm-hmm. the fact that he's going to die and yep. that the end is here. This song is also quite compelling because it does also fit into the motifs of a heart monitor in the way that it, it does that it uses its rhythm and its cadence. And I think that's quite compelling. I, I yes, it makes me want to cry. Because the hardest part of this is leaving you. Which... Crazy. To me, has two meanings. That could rather refer oh, to the, the girlfriend lover we yes. were talking about earlier. Yes. Or to the world itself. I agree. I love I love it. And it's said multiple times, and I, I feel like every time could be a different... Talking about a different thing. <laughs> if this song wasn't... If this song didn't have words... Well, you probably wouldn't like it. But if this song, 
if you just listened to it like with just the melody and just the backing tracks does it not sound like a really sad christmas song no i see it It's giving, like, that moment in, like, a rom-com when they're, like, walking down the street and, like, it's snowing. But it's perverted because it's an ending. Yes. But then the movie ends and there's no resolution. That's a crazy... That's a Christmas movie I want to make. Just a really... I know there's depressing Christmas movies, but it's, like, a rom-com. But then it just doesn't. It's, like, cheesy, stupid, but then nobody ends up happy. Just ends. Credits. Okay, now we're going to talk about Mama. We're going to talk about Mama. Yes. My favorite song on this album, which we start with this very ragtime, old-fashioned chord progression to me, which is just, I don't know, a praise to MCR that they have so many different styles in this song. Also, Teenagers is also a ragtime song. It is. It is. It's got more of a punk rock edge to it. Though. Yes, it's, yes, I it is. I'm trying, I was trying to think of like a cute pun for ragtime and punk punk time punk, i like punk time i like punk time it's always punk time at my house hey yo it's punk time speaking of that i'm seeing nickelback tonight look at this graph should i bring a graph you should bring a graph would that be funny that would be funny. or does everybody do that i don't nickelback's a band is the epitome of fine so yeah i agree it's like it's low-key it's country music lyrically but then, like, kind of. Because it's just about... You know what I'm saying? And then, like, even sonically, it's kind of country. But it's, like, not. It's hard country. Hard country. <laughs> it's aggressive country. Is it not? You know, it is. You're right. It is. It so is. I'm stoked. I can't wait. Anyway, sorry. So, Back. for me and Mama, we get to see the story of our soldier. Yes. And how he's off to fight in the Great War. And he misses his mom. And he's scared and he's, he doesn't want to do this. Just like our patient doesn't want to die because our soldier is already dead. Yeah. But our patient has a chance to live and he hates him for that. But to me, through his insight, he's going to receive in mama and he's going to, there's going to be a bunch of air raid sirens and choruses of corpses and the only female vocals in these tracks, which is cool because this gives a bit of femininity to this a bit of a gentleness to it that's not really present in the rest of the album which i love like nobody would speak to their mother like mom we're all gonna die like like it's it's kind of like it shows like the the anger and the like despair of like no one's at no one no one would actually like talk to their 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 mother like that you know what i'm saying to me with him being similar to how this his mother fits the same role of yeah. the patient's lover. Yes. And is I less agree. of this person and more of this entity yeah. that he takes his longing and yeah. his anger and his apathy mm-hmm. out on. Mm-hmm. And his he wants to soldier on and be good. Right. But he has to do terrible things. Right. And to me, by the end of the song, he's dead. Because okay. when the air raid sirens start, which I love that the fact that the song replaces its guitars with air raid sirens. Yes. 
And then it goes to the point where it becomes this chorus. Yeah. All Gerard way. But this chorus <sighs> of voices. And to me, that represents every body, every person that has died in this war, in this conflict. And he's one of them now. And from this, there's this understanding that the soldier is just like the patient. Yeah. And that he should not be trying to damn him on the way, but instead to encourage him to keep on living. Mm -hmm. Do you want to talk about the goblin voice? Oh, the goblin voice. So during the main choruses of this song, there is a voice in the background that I call the goblin voice. <laughs> my mother was walked into my legs and to my tongue. You should have raised a baby girl. I should have been a better son if you could count on the infection. Naked, amputated ones. You should have been. I could have been a better son. And to me, this represents the equivalent of what the soldier is for the patient. As this force of death yeah. meant to guide him. Yes. So to me, this represents the implication that there's this entire system of guides into the afterlife. Yeah. And since the soldier's guide mocked him and mm -hmm. treated him poorly, he has this anger. Mm -hmm. But we see that the soldier wants to be better for the patient. Yes. Um, this song is in E minor. And whenever a song is in a minor key for me, it's like, so like E originally in, in um, like E major in my head is like a blue, like a kind of like a navy blue. And if it is instead in a minor key, just imagine like that color, but adding like kind of like browns and blacks and grays to it just to make it because obviously a minor, if it's in a minor key, it's sadder and darker and like really like dreary. And so this song to me is like really gray, but like a grayish blue. And so it fits like this like battlefield setting, I guess. And like, um, I don't know, I just see it's very like a stormy sky and it's like just a torrential downpour and just like death. And I don't know, it fits so well let's talk about the song i fell in love with while researching this album and that's sleep oh this song is so good so to me the patience lyrics in this song also denote this is the first song where the patient and the soldier start singing together yes to me the patient's lyrics don't make a lot of sense because yeah. they're dying yes and if you notice through the chorus of the song there's these very heavy metal guitars mm -hmm. which to me represents this intersection of the two and that perhaps dying is shown by this heavy metal chords and that that is symbolic for you mm -hmm. passing away yeah and I think we get pretty close to him dying. Mm -hmm. But if you listen in the background, you can hear the soldier or at least a more heavy voice screaming. Yeah. And I mean screaming yeah. for the patient to wake up and live yeah. and wake up. To me, that is so important because that shows that we've reversed roles. Yeah. Because originally our patient was longing but is now apathetic because they're dead. Yeah. But... The soldier now sees that he can make something better where he failed. Now, perhaps the musically best song on this album 
would be famous last words. I agree. A song that is the one that fully incorporates our two characters together and is a reverse of arguments, which we have the mantra of our patient of, I am not afraid to keep on living. I am not afraid to walk this world alone, (laughs) which to me means he is not afraid to die. Followed up by the soldier saying, Honey, if you stay, you'll be forgiven. Nothing you can say can stop you going home. To me, that home could mean two things. Rather, a literal return to life, a return to home. Yeah. Or a peaceful death. Or whatever the positive outcome is. Because this song isn't really, this sorry, this album is not really explicitly religious. Mm-hmm. But this song reads a bit like a judgment. Yeah. And as shown by the final chords in this song, they're upright and they're light. Yeah. And they have a majorness to them. And to me, that shows whatever good outcome happened, happened. I mean, obviously, we know, like, we don't know if the, the tracks were ordered this way, like, for a reason. But, like, obviously, the end and dead starting the album is amazing. And also, having famous last words is the end. The ending track is incredible. You want to talk about Welcome to the Black Parade? I'm so excited. So this section starts with our patient telling a story. And he tells a story about his father taking him to the city. To see see a a marching band. band. And he said, son, when you grow up. Would you be the savior of the broken? And, sorry. <laughs> go, go ahead. But this, to me, kind of fills a lot of the same thematic role of Mama. Okay. Where we're able to see this idealized mother figure, this being an idealized father figure. Yeah. Who wants him to be good and wants him to care for people, which he fails at during teenagers. Yeah. But in his final moments, he has redemption. But this is met immediately after by the soldier. Yeah. And he's not mocking him like he would earlier. Mm -hmm. He's not taking shots at him. Mm -hmm. He sings his song. Yeah. And he does better than the goblin voice or the soldier's spirit did earlier. And he embraces his song and Mm -hmm. he uses all of the resources he has Mm -hmm. to throw him a parade. Yeah. And there's this drumbeat at the end of him walking off to the afterlife isn't that iconic that like gives me the chills it's just like this song i i explained this to you um the other day whenever we were talking but i was like this song has like i guess movements or like acts kind of like how like bohemian rhapsody does and like songs like that where there's like tempo changes and key changes and it's just it's just cool how there's like different parts and i feel like you can clearly see that there are different characters in this album um even if you didn't listen to this whole explanation from a writer's perspective like you would know just listening to this song that there's characters and they've the plot has developed and there's character development throughout the album yes it's it's iconic Just a 
I feel like the the patient's idea of like what a funeral is kind of changes where like in the end he was like everybody's gonna be in black and they're maybe they'll cry maybe they won't maybe they'll be sad maybe they'll be whatever maybe they won't care maybe they'll be completely just unfazed but then I feel like at the end he's just kind of like I hope they like have something like that they celebrate me for some reason you know what I mean and like I think about this a lot where I'm like I really hope my funeral isn't like sad because then I would feel like I hope that people are like I hope everybody's like taking shots and like drinking for me you know what I'm saying and like it's more of a celebration of like what I did if I did anything I mean kind of a question how are we remembered right exactly as a victim of our lives or as a champion of our lives exactly and like I hope yeah I hope people are even I don't I'm not even saying like I have to win like a Nobel Prize I don't care but like I just I hope people are like oh she was cool like when she walked in the room like it made it positive now here's the big question I'm gonna answer or try oh, to at least. Okay. What does this album all mean? Now, I've heard arguments that this is a metaphor for death. Clearly, yes. Yeah. But to me, this album represents being better in the way that we pass. Okay. Because we could choose to be angry and spiteful and mm-hmm. hate our lives and our failures and our shortcomings, and that's valid. Because yeah. we can be angry, because we will fail, and we will yeah. be wrong. That's yeah. living. That's called being a human. Yeah. Or, we can choose to march in the Black Parade. Do you want that to be the end? Well, I hope you guys enjoyed <laughs> the very in-depth critique of the album. Uh, and the critique is that it's it's incredible. And yeah, I hope that I hope that you learned something and I hope that you'll go and listen to the album and reminisce. I mean, this album is what? 17 years. Yeah, is that 17 right? years. That's crazy. Thank you David for giving us a great perspective and a very educated perspective. Of course, happy to be here. Thank you for listening.